I want to live, not merely survive. And I won't give up this dream of life that keeps me alive. I've gotta be me. I've gotta be me. The dream that I see makes me what I am. One, two, three. Hey, folks. It's Move the Foons. Yeah. I'm here with Austin. I'm here with Brandon. And unfortunately, we are missing Mark tonight, but one good thing is we can do this. We can clink our glasses because we are live. <laughs> Set up my man cave up in the attic. Um, it's hot as shit. Um, <laughs> you know it's bad luck to not drink after you cheers, by oh, the way. I, let's, well, let's do it again. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. No more bad luck on this podcast. None of that. <laughs> Get that weak stuff out of here. <laughs> Brandon, how do you like my man cave? It's like for being on shit. It, you just need a window unit, and then this place is going to be our studio someday. I can see it already. I mean, I see it forming right before my eyes. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> all kinds of sports mem- memorabilia, sign stuff all over the wall. We got a Josh Gordon football Sitting right next to us. We got a stuffed squirrel. We're all good to go. Brick and Morty. American flag. What the fuck else do you want? And puppies. And puppies. It just turned one. Happy birthday, Remy. Yeah. She looks so happy. All right. Well, we don't have the intros and outros that Mark usually does. No, we don't. But we always forget to do this. So just in case we forget to do it later. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We're at the Movie Buffoons. I'm also at Buffoon Brandon. I'm at Big Shot, S-C-H-O-T-T, on Instagram. Mark is, I forget his, this is weird, Mava612 or something like that. But on Instagram, he has one post (laughs) and nothing else. (laughs) Uh, He has seven followers, I think, that... Us and our good friends make up most of that, um, but it's uh, buffoon underscore under underscore, underscore esquire. Yeah, so, so give us a follow. Yeah. Um, Brandon, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Fatheads Jasafa Oktoberfest Lager. What about you? How was it? It's very tasty. Uh, one of my favorite Oktoberfests. I'm drinking uh, Brew Dogs Iron Maiden Hellcat IPA Lager, which this is the first IPL I've ever had when I went to go stay at the uh, hotel motel that they have there at the brewery. It was the first time I ever seen that. So, um, it's we got also, badass yeah, art on it, too. It looks sweet. It's like a demon lion, almost like Maury from uh, uh, Big Mouth, mm-hmm. but just a very scary version of it. <laughs> Um, and right before this, I got to let Brandon taste the, um, we have two receptions here and with my wedding. So we went to Denver for the first reception and wedding. And then now we're going to have another one here soon. So my dad bottles wine, makes homemade wine and we have some peach. And it's very tasty. Yeah. 
it's a little on the sweeter side, but I like that, especially for a summer night. First time I ever had actual like store bought wine, I was like, "Wow, that's so dry. That's like, what the <laughs> fuck is that?" It's supposed to be super sweet and super strong. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> and it made it, uh, now I've learned that that's just a lot of sugar and that's a lot of home pick berries. So. That's what the yeast eats to make alcohol. So mm-hmm. more sugar, the more alcohol. Yeah. Um, you ready but, for top five? I want to try to do a, a mark real quick. Uh, we're, what are we here to do? We're here to drink beer, which we've already talked about. We're here to talk about movies and give you our sultry voices. He doesn't like sultry, but I like it. So, now, let's go into top five. Okay. So, I'll start it off. Um, I got... What's, your, what's what's the category? Like, what, oh, what yeah. are we talking about? Oh, my gosh. You you're did, right. You, we so, didn't do this. It was harder to define, like, yeah. what to go with with this movie. So the, I think you did well. The choice, the movies we're, we're our top five this week is badass movies, um, and so it doesn't have to have one single badass in it. We're just talking, just a movie you see and you're just like, wow, that movie's badass. So <laughs> here we go. I uh, got the Matrix. Oh, yeah. And I so I started off Matrix, John Wick, uh, and I was just gonna. I almost just did a full list of Keanu Reeves because he's just a <laughs> badass and I just thought it'd be funny but I, I didn't want to snub some of the other ones I wanted to put on here so I didn't do that but uh Man, got, the Matrix when it came out that was oh yeah that was next level it is yeah and so I got Deadpool after that um this next one was a late edition but I'm really like I just it just came to me I was like I can't not put that on there and i'll tell you the one i kicked off uh but behind enemy lines oh okay yeah i i saw that when i was in high school and that was like the first action movie i fell in love with that yeah, owen wilson is not your typical action star but he crushes it well uh, I, let me say it real quick you're we don't have mark here so we have more time to ourselves true why did you pick that pool well, i'm pretty clear but uh it, it's a perfect mix of badass in comedy and Ryan Reynolds he's literally what's more badass than just having fun kicking people's ass making jokes about it and even when you get your arm cut off you're still just like kicking people's ass and knowing it's just going to grow back like that's just (laughs) pretty badass to me (laughs) I just really like that if you're going to be a badass you can have fun with it that's a, that's a really good pick. He, I left that one off. He, he does it. He, he does it with such style. Yeah. I still I I still think that you want to bang Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. No. But if I was going to pick one man. No. But I, I, I have Reynolds. a I have a I have a man crush on him, but it's not sexual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> uh, so my next one, I got seven psychopaths. Uh, I've talked oh. about this one before, but Hi. this one just—it's a one of my favorite movies, and it's just just great. Sam Rockwell is the definition of a badass in that movie. So is uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Older dude. I got this. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Um. All right, and then so my last one, Home Alone Two, because Macaulay Culkin. 
I mean, you can't say he's not a badass. He kicks these guys' ass for the second time in a row. (laughs) Booby traps the house. Yeah, Home Alone 2. Which one do you like better? Uh, I like them both. I'd say probably two. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a hard, it's a toss up. I I don't think you can pick one that's better than the other one because they they're both they both hold up. If there was a oh there was home th- home loan three right wasn't there? Yeah, but it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. It was some blonde haired kid with long hair, Jonathan Taylor Thomas looking <laughs> guy. It wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but he looked kind of like him. Okay. Is that your last? That was my last one. Yep. All right, uh, we'll squish. Mark in here. Um, oh, real quick. I wanted to... So the one I kicked off was Scarface. I mean, I'm not a huge Scarface fan or whatever, but when I saw it, I was just like, yeah, this. I, I see why people have to have this poster and why, like, that line, uh, say hello to my little friend. Like, <laughs> I don't... I probably butchered that <laughs> accent, but... I think you probably did pretty well. But... Honestly... It is a badass movie. I've never actually... Watch that movie. Okay, well, put it on your list. Okay. <laughs> then you start a list. Now? Yeah, start a list. Okay. <laughs> At least you can crush your list pretty quick if you don't, if you don't have one yet. All right. So we're going to go into Marks, which uh, starts off. I don't think he did this in an order. He's texted it to me, um, so I can see it's the Equalizer. And I mean that was that was like I. I Throughout that movie, when we were talking about like how to talk about nobody, I was like, if you're going to talk about somebody that you don't know what they do, but they had a past, and then they're coming out, he's. I mean, he he Denzel Washington in that movie is an amazing movie. Both of them. I don't think I've seen that one. One or two. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. No, it's really good. Um, Then the Punisher, specifically when he fights the Russian. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's he's badass. I the think whole that's thing. the only scene that I've seen from that movie. Is <laughs> it where the the guy's hanging from a thing and he he puts ice on him and he's because he's blindfolded, but he uses a torch and sears a stake, and so the guy thinks that he's getting like torched, but it's really just ice. It's like kind of a mental thing. It's been a long time since I've seen no. it. I guess I might. This be, would probably be better. Well described by Mark. <laughs> Probably. Mark, I, I'm curious when you hear this, I'm curious what you, we don't mean, what you think. We don't mean to do any injustices, but sorry. Um, I've just what, only seen one scene of it, and that's the only scene. I don't think we have any overlapping. This is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You both have the equalizer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we'll get to that. But, uh, Crank, Jason Statham, man, like, that and it's such a it's such a great great premise of the movie of let's you can't have your heart rate go down below this yeah and you're just gonna be injected with adrenaline you're gonna have sex on a fucking uh, like a post office box yeah, or yeah. something like, <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I I barely left that one off my list it was on my list at one point but I had to I put something else on there instead but yeah. good good choice Mark yep. uh, <laughs> kung fu hustle. Good fucking movie. Oh. It's so funny. It's it's ridiculous, uh, but yeah, it is very badass. I, I've, 
I'm not going to deliberate on what movie my family went to go see, but I left that movie and went to go see Kung Fu Hustle, and I walked into the scene with a girl with three boobs. <laughs> and <laughs> Great choice, Mark. Uh, and then Raiders of the Lost Ark. Different kind of badass. I, I guess it's badass, sure. It's a not badass in the sense I was thinking, but I can't argue with you, so... Um, the scene where the guy whips out the the sword and whips it around and does everything like, you know, it, he whips it around, whips it around, whips it around, and then uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford just pulls out and shoots him with the gun. That's my main thing I remember <laughs> from that movie. Um, so and then I will go into mine. Um, John Wick. Um, I think this kind of goes along with nobody. Like, you don't know what they did beforehand. You just know that they did something and that they're a badass. And I like that John Wick says very few words and goes through the whole movie just like, I'm, I'm here to do, to do this. I'm, and like, I'm just here to kill people because you killed my fucking dog and my wife's dead. And you stole my car. Yeah. So, I don't know which John Wick it was from. I've only seen the first one. But... There was a scene I, I just saw online today, and it was him down in a crowd, and another guy up on a balcony, and they were walking parallel, and they each had silenced guns, and they were just like sneakily shooting at each other while no one around yeah. them knew. Like, that's ridiculous. That's a very ridiculous scene. I love it. I love how ridiculous it is, but go ahead. That's the first Watch time I've seen the it. second I heard what it gets. It doesn't get much more ridiculous. But it gets more badass, I guess. Um, and then I have the equalizer. Um, again, a person that you don't know what they do, whatever. But, I mean, Denzel Washington works at Home Depot. And then he... I really like this about... kind of, You know, I like this about nobody. But I really like it about the equalizer. Is like he just kind of like sees people doing injustices. And then he corrects them. Because he equalizes no them. He equalizes it. Um, now I get it. Now I get it. Um, Black Hawk Down. Like, if you talk about a badass movie that's... I mean, it's a really sad movie, but the balls that all those guys had to have to go into... Fuck. Um, I can't remember where, where they go into. Mogadishu. And then they... I mean, they just, they're, there's different levels of badass in that movie, but I mean, everyone in there is great. Josh Hartnett is at his prime. Um, then I go to Lone Survivor. Um, I read the book. Marky Mark. I read, I read the book right before I watched the movie. And then, I mean, um, um, Marcus Cantrell, uh, Marcus Lentrell. I'm, I'm fucking that name up but he's a Navy SEAL goes in four people against a crazy amount of people and then he just goes in and once he gets hurt and people die he just lives throughout it pretty badass and then my last one is leave, live free or die hard I, live hard or die free yeah. yes. <laughs> our high school <laughs> self thought was funny <laughs> we, we talked about this before, but I mean, he fucking 
fights a, a fighter jet with a semi truck. I I don't know what else you can ask for, but that's pretty badass. I mean, there's there's all the uh, Die Hard movies, but this is one of my favorites. And like when it was like my age appropriate, um, I thought it was badass. So yeah. The one I left off was, um, what is it? Oh, that's it. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't have been a complete list if at least one of the John Wicks or one of the Die Hard movies was on there. So thank you for <laughs> for saving that. I I almost had John Wick on there, but I've only seen the first one and only once. So I and I thought it was badass, but I didn't feel like I could do it justice by having that on my list. Can you be on? Sure can. So. Um, I guess the next thing we're going to go into is the movie. What movie are we discussing, Brandon? We are doing Nobody. And so this was the first time I'd seen it. Um, And it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. It wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I... I, uh, I was I was holding out a lot of hope. I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he did well in it. I think I don't know. There were just there were just too many uh, too many lines and too many scenes that felt too corny, too cheesy to me. And and that I mean, I'd still I'd still give it a seven out of ten. Don't get me wrong. I still liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. But those those kind of they took me out of the moment a little bit. Like, I love Christopher Lloyd. He was very funny in this, but he's getting old. Like he, <laughs> he doesn't move around like he. Like he was, I don't know, just the way he was shooting the guns and stuff. It just felt. It just felt like no, this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the nursing home scene that felt real. Like he, he nailed that. He crushed it. Right. But when the the final scene when they're when they're all running around like. I was like, nah, this isn't believable. <laughs> but, okay, sorry, I, I guess I, I uh, jumped ahead. You, let me do my quick five-minute summary. It's going to be a minute, probably. So, basically, we got Hutch, which is played by Bob Odenkirk, just some boring dad with a boring machine shop uh, accounting job. And his house gets robbed by a guy and a girl. Uh, They steal his watch, a small amount of cash out of a bowl on the table. Uh, But also in the bowl, we find out, was his his daughter's kitty cat bracelet, which pisses him off. So he finds out who who the people are by a tattoo he noticed on the girl's uh, wrist. Goes to a bunch of tattoo shops, finds the one that did it, uh, finds them, gets his watch back. No bracelet. Oh, no. Uh, He sees that the people that robbed him had a baby that's like basically on hospice or whatever like got all kinds of medical equipment hooked up to it so he feels awful they were just trying to get by um so now he's like just crushed he's on a bus some rowdy russians get on after crashing their car into like this concrete block he decides to fuck them up by and to blow off some steam he beats the five dudes up uh very badly performs a tracheotomy uh, on the one guy, so he didn't actually die. Turned out that that was the brother of some Russian mob boss who is babysitting billions of dollars, I would guess. Um, 
for a bunch of other Russians. Uh, a ton of fighting occurs. Hutch booby traps his machine shop at the very end. Turned out he was an auditor, which is the last guy you'd want to see on your doorstep for the CIA, FBI, uh, because he just always fucks people up, a.k.a. kills them on contract work. Big fight goes down. Hutch, his brother, and his dad all fight the Russians and win. Bob goes back to his wife and tries to live a normal life again. 145. There we go. Thanks. I know I skipped a lot, but that's what these are for. So, what do you want to start off with with this? Because you did skip a lot, but that's the reason. Yeah, so I I thought it started slow. Um, It was definitely a movie that that you know, like, they're they're hiding a lot from the audience. You don't know Hutch's character. You don't know what he did. You can tell something's leading up to something, but... You don't know, and some sometimes, and I think this walked that line a little bit. Like movies, kind of leave the audience in the dark a little bit too much, a little bit too long. And this, I wouldn't say that they did that, but they were close to doing that. You know, like it—that's it, the way it felt to me, anyway. What are your thoughts? So, I was the only one that had seen this movie before. Um, I was really excited for it, and. When I watched it again this morning, um, I thought it went a lot faster than what I remember it the first time. Like I, I, I. Once you know what's going on, you kind of catch on to some other things. But I, um, I don't know. I, I just, I think they did a good job of kind of revealing who he was because you catch on to, you know, that his kind of like passive aggressive like his passive um mentality about a lot of things and then i looked at it like when he's going into the bus fight it's like 20 minutes in it really wasn't as long as i thought it was going to be that's fair maybe it just felt slower to me you know Mm -hmm. no and that's that's exactly how i thought the first time um but i think he did i think they did a good job of kind of revealing who he was i wish they would have said it and then, like when they when he kind of finally says, "I'm an auditor, and this is what I do," and he explains it. He, well, real quick, the when he explains it, he's explaining it to a, the only black Russian that he's ever met, who's currently dying under a car. <laughs> and before he even gets to explain himself fully, the guy dies. He's just like, "Oh, what the fuck? I can't even tell my story to anybody." <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the. The dryness of him, and he he holds that throughout the whole the mm-hmm. whole movie. He doesn't he doesn't give too much up. He doesn't whatever. But I he, think that's what makes him a badass. And yeah, and I think I think maybe he was he was looking for an opportunity to vent, like just kind of get it off his chest. He's like, yeah, this is who I am. And he's just like, oh, I don't, and I can't even do that. And then later in the movie. He's got the four guys sitting on the couch, <laughs> and he's talking to them, <laughs> and he's explaining his story again, and I just love it, because they, they're just, like, sitting there dying while he's explaining who he is and his story, and then he puts on the record, which sparks into fire, which is really fucking badass, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> There's so many parts of catch on to right there. That record collection that he had... It's impressive. It was wall to wall, yeah. and 
he had I think it was really cool was he just had like a, a certain record that whatever whatever is on his uh, record tip uh, there's a name for it but I don't know what it is um, but when it went on to the record he it just like lit up lit it all up and I was like man there's so many records there I, I me trying to like improve my record collection it's very expensive oh yeah <laughs> you know I have I have maybe one hundredth of what he had there and it's like man that probably really less cool. than that. Yeah, like he, probably, yeah. he, he has like a whole yeah. radio studio, mm-hmm. like old school ra- radio studio collection there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's, um, I, w- I, I did like, I, again, after watching it a second time of seeing that how they set it up was like he's Monday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doing the same thing, getting no love from his wife. Um, uh, you know, I, it's, I didn't feel like that. I felt like it was, it was him being distant from her. Cause there were a few, I thought that at first, but there were a few different moments where the wife was going out of her way. I felt like to like kind of help him or talk to him. And he was still just kind of being distant. I thought it was mostly him by saying you missed the trash. Well, that's the line that gets repeated, <laughs> but but there there were there was a I can't remember the line specifically. There were there was like once or twice that that she was like kind of like I think she like the one day she's like went out of her way to tell him like hey I hope you have a good day today and like he never said that to her he never gave her a kiss goodbye or anything and it well while we're going down this path he does say. We'll go back to the bus fight, but after the bus fight, he comes back all fucked up, and... Well, okay. They get broken into, and then he's going to get revenge, and then he gets in the bus fight, he comes back home. He's all bloodied and stabbed and whatever, and she's staying in the kitchen, and she's like, yeah, I couldn't sleep, and he walks into the light, and you can see he's all fucked up, and he... It kind of looks like... I guess the way I took it was that he finally lived again. He lived... The life that he used to live that was very exciting. He's, he went to a very mundane, mundane life. And so when he talks to her, he says, We haven't embraced in months. We haven't had sex in I don't know how long. We haven't kissed. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of realize when you watch it back again, like they have a pillow, a divider oh, yeah. <laughs> pillow in, the, in their bed when they go to sleep. And when he wakes up, he kind of like looks over his shoulder and sees her over there and then he goes out and does his thing and the morning works out it was just like um it was just a very much like a i i didn't think that he had much there wasn't much excitement in his life and then, yeah and i think it was both of them i you're right I, I don't i don't think that she was completely innocent but i don't think he was either like it was just oh, kind yeah. of both of them just like they had drifted apart over time or whatever and I'm sure the fact that his of his whole history had something to do with it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did like the the mundane start of the movie because it kind of sets did, it up. Did and, you notice when he does his uh, pull ups on that bus stop that it's her realtor picture that he's doing? Oh, it was it her? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I I, I kept 
looking at it, I didn't realize, like, what oh, is yeah. that about? Yeah, that was her. Okay. <laughs> so that was, like, his moment to be with her. <laughs> okay, okay. In the day. Um, when they get broken into, this is something I, I find very badass, like, thinking of the badass motive, or, I don't know, um, it's like when he the when they do get broken into, he notices that he notices what gun it was. He notices that there's not shells in the gun. There's not there's not whatever like. I mean, the, he notices all these small details, but like he looks like a when you watch the movie, he's very much like a, a he looks like a very passive guy, but he can notice and pick up all these like small details. Um, when he. Just this past weekend, I I have a, a 38 special. I have a 35 uh, 357 Magnum. It shoots both of them. There's no way I would ever be able to look at that and be like, "Oh, there's nothing in the revolver. There's nothing there." <laughs> like I thought it was like really cool when he, when he plays it back and goes to talk to his adoptive brother. I, I believe what it is. Um, I always think it's really cool when they can like picture that and like catching the moment when in the scene they don't really they don't really show that you know mm-hmm. um and that was the reason he didn't hit the person with the the golf club is he didn't want to escalate things when he knew they didn't need to be escalated because nobody's life was really in danger because the shells weren't so that was the gun. that was the thing I didn't get it was like he talks to his you know, he goes back to his office at the fabricating shop, and his um, asshole brother-in-law points the gun at his face. He's like, "Don't worry, <laughs> safety's on." Oh wait, <laughs> no, it's on. No, yeah, no, it's on. Like that guy's a fucking douche. <laughs> and he locks his office door, and then he goes and talks to his adopted brother um, over the radio. I guess he's a sax player. So and yeah, I guess he said that that guy is like officially dead so he must be he must be it must have been in some kind of similar business as Hutch right. was right and that must just be an open line that he has broadcasting that only Hutch can receive or whatever you know what I mean right. so it's his only only communication whenever Hutch is able to talk to him and right yeah it's, right. it's kind of weird but kind of cool he he says like when you're talk, just talking about, when he said, "I understand why he didn't escalate it." Basically, I didn't get why he said that. So he meant that. Well, I, I wondered he, if he knew his son's life wasn't in danger. So, there, if if he would have hit that person, then it would have brought a lot of heat on them because the cops would have had time to come and get this person who's knocked the fuck out mm-hmm. and everything. But if he just let him go, it's just, it's kind of, it could kind of okay. be swept under the rug is the way it kind of, I took it. Okay. Okay. Um, the bus fight. So, something I thought was really weird about this, like, he's, he takes a, he has a Metro card and just like goes mm-hmm. and takes the bus to the tattoo shop, he's coming back from it, and then these guys just like ram into a like a blockade. Basically. Yeah, they try and pass the bus, and and then they just get out like nothing's wrong, and just like go get on the bus. And there's a pretty girl there, 
that's like a younger pretty girl and he can see that no one's going to stand up and he walks up and closes the door and says I'm basically going to fuck you up now before he does says that he takes his gun out drops all the shells onto the ground puts his gun down and he's like I'm going to fuck you up and that's pretty fucking badass he's like I have this gun don't need it I'm going to show you I don't need it and empty it here and now I'm going to fuck you up like, he gets his ass kicked he does like, like there for like a I, minute yeah <laughs> He's part of how, does, how does he take the first punch when he's expecting all of this? Like, if he's such a badass, unless he wants to, unless maybe maybe a punch to the face gets him fucking gets his juices going, you know? Okay. Maybe okay. I don't know. <laughs> I've always wondered that with with these kind of situations in these movies. Like, how do you know you're going to take them? How like how much detail you're taking in, and how do you know that you can fuck them up? And he just goes at it. He has a sweet part where... He's got years of experience of fucking all kinds of people up. He can take these punks that just crashed a Hummer into a blockade. He has a part where a guy swings a bottle at him, a wine bottle at him, oh, and yeah. he grabs it and shoves it right back in the guy's face and takes the bottle and smashes it over another guy's head. That, fucking awesome. That whole scene is, like, I, I hate to say choreographed, like, for a fight scene because it sounds not as it doesn't sound badass to say choreographed but it is it's choreographed really well it's just like i don't know everything just feels very fluid it's just like it's a very cool well done scene i thought he gets thrown out the window at some point and comes back on the bus and just stabs everybody (laughs) yeah which you say he performed a tracheotomy it's called a crake when you, oh. when you slit someone's uh, throat and then put like a... In movies, it's generally like a, a pen or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just like a tube, basically. And so he's able to breathe. So what's a tracheotomy then? So you just slit right underneath the Adam's apple. And then it's it's basically a windpipe that... Since, cause since he <laughs> crushed the guy's esophagus... No, I understand why he had to do it. Yeah. What's and a then, tracheotomy? It's... Compared to what he did, um, I'm just curious what I messed up. It's basically oh, it's it's you hook up to a, a machine. Oh, instead. okay, so that's like an official like, yeah. hospital yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. Never mind then. I'm sorry. I'm not a nurse. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then I let's talk about Julian. Oh my gosh, this fuck. <laughs> Julian, I, I, he's he's basically a part of the KGB, and then he is in in charge of the what's it called the oh the Obshock Obshock, which and is uh, the four hundred one k for the Russian mob basically or whatever they are yeah. and yeah and it's basically just a it looked like just a big empty bank um, that's heavily guarded by a bunch of people with just stacks like 20 breaking bad stacks of money like yeah crazy money in there and so julian when you get introduced to him he like goes across the median runs over the median and just like comes like walks across traffic and then goes into the club that he owns 
and he just walks like he walks in and takes a shot does a gets a like bump a, gets a bump <laughs> of cocaine and then he just walks up on stage and he does the craziest like hip movement like uh, uh, yeah uh, and uh, and uh, her like the singing was so bad in this compared to what the actors were doing you could tell it was dubbed because it was right like and i don't want to be a stickler too much but like (laughs) it was it was very clear that he was not singing and she was not singing and just i don't know it was very weird so then he gets walks right off stage and then he walks into uh basically like where the other kgb mobsters are and he walks past the guy that gives him an evil look and then they're like should you be singing should you be dancing should you be doing all this doesn't seem so secure and he just like gives him a look and then walks around and grabs a martini glass smashes it slices the guy's face and then slits his throat mm-hmm. and he said that guy was a three percent holder of the up shack and he's like well more share for us yeah <laughs> all right then <laughs> that that's when you realize how much of a piece of piece of shit uh julian is like yeah. oh my gosh um but then you know like there's a pretty badass fight scene at um hutch's house where he's going to make lasagna he's he got some some poontang he's going to he's like living his life and then he sees people pull up and all, all of a sudden like he has a, a guess a safe house yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's a safe basement. Yeah. yeah. And then he tells his family to get in the basement, and then people walk in, and he just fucks them all up yeah. in all kinds of ways. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, yeah, he, like, it, it's, it's, it's hard to believe, but sure, okay, like, that he's able to move around his house so silently and uh, in the right timing and spots and everything to not be seen and get the jump on every single person that <laughs> is in his house. I get there's, that he knows his house, but there's still. There's like 10 people on there. It's exactly. ridiculous. Yeah. How do you maneuver that it's so efficiently? It's not that big on the first floor. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. He did it. Good for him. <laughs> he had a sweet movement where he goes like fisticuffs with a guy that has a gun and he pins himself up against the staircase while choking the guy out with his feet and he's like pinned up against it in the hallway and the guy walks down the hall and he shoots him and then he busts through like the staircase like the, the dwindles on there mm-hmm. and then he just rolls down and whatever it, it's just pretty badass yeah so uh before that i uh before uh when yulian went into the the hospital to like check on his brother or whatever <laughs> oh, God. this is my favorite scene in the movie as he's walking to these this room he picks up a chair from the from the, the lobby he opens the door and he's just like like the guy in the in the hospital bed that's like on his like like just a couple steps away from dying like he just got his ass kicked by hutch um he sits up because he hears the door open and you just, you just see that chair flying at his face and nail him in the head. <laughs> That's my favorite scene of a movie. Like, I they, actually wrote that down as my favorite scene of a movie. Because <laughs> he nails him right in the head. And it's like, it was so unexpected to the person in the hospital and it was like so unexpected to me and you and like just the person watching this movie. Like That was so perfect. <laughs> Um, 
I mean, I feel like we we like skipped forward a couple scenes and then we went back some scenes, but basically it comes down to Hutch saying like, "All right, I'm not going to give up anymore." He buys his um, father-in-law's fabricating shop with gold bars, very much like John Wick. <laughs> he just has this buried and everything, and he's. I also think it's it's interesting, like how much his family's just okay with this. He has a little daughter he's very adorable with. Um, he has a he has a high school son that's like oh, I don't really respect you. I want to go with Uncle Charlie. He was a war war hero. And then you go to him buying the the shop, and then he starts fabricating it to like go out for this all-out war. But well, he basically starts. Um, he basically starts turning his shop into Home Alone. That's, you know, like that's exactly <laughs> what I wrote. He he the shit out of it. That that was my inspiration for putting Home Alone too on yeah. on my list. Was this was like the, just the the parallels for this movie and that movie. This is just the the very adult version of Home Alone, I guess. Is at least that scene. Um, so uh, something we also glossed over is when he was in the tattoo shop, that Vietnam veteran saw his tattoo on his wrist, and it was the seven of spades and two of diamonds, which is uh, if you're familiar with Texas Hold'em, that's the worst hand you can be dealt. Not those suits specifically, but as long as the suits don't match. A seven-two offsuit is the worst starting hand you can have in right. Texas Hold'em, so that was just kind of a funny thing that the <clears throat> that that guy noticed. And then later in the movie, after Hutch goes to see this barber guy or whatever, who seems to be another kind of intel like guy that just knows everything, and um, there's a there's a there's a bonus scene. I don't know if you saw it with depending on because I got the DVD um, there's a bonus scene at the end of the movie and he goes he goes back to the, uh, the Pentagon and uh, the the uh, Dean from community <laughs> like that that's the guy that plays the mm-hmm. Pentagon guy so he had looked up Hutch again for the father-in-law because he was curious of where who Hutch was and everything so this guy shows up after he comes back with the files and everything, and he's like, so did you find what you were looking for? He's like, uh, no, yes, maybe, kind of. Like he was, you could tell he was scared. And the guy's cufflinks um, was 8-3 offsuit, which is the second worst hand you can have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just thought that that was, um, that was just kind of a funny, funny parallel there, or yeah. kind of... Okay. Little little uh, little tidbits. Um. So basically, Hutch buys Falwell's place, the fabricating shop. Outfits it like Home Alone, and then he goes and burns down um, the Obshock. Yeah, basically the Obshock. Like he burns down everything. And he, yeah, he, he. This is this big like bank building that has at least thirty Russian and heavily armed people, and he just blows through all of them without a scratch. Like yeah. shoots them all up, like yeah. not a problem. Then he puts gasoline in the sprinkler system, and which he just dumps it in the pipe. Like there's, I mean. 
Do you know how high of pressure water is in these Brandon, things? You, we've come to this multiple times. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you can't well, just... Not, th- these pipes, this water... Water pressure is really high, and, like, there's no way you just <laughs> pop in a cap. Oh, nothing here. I'm just going to dump in some gasoline. There we go. Now we just turn it on, and... Okay, whatever. It worked out. He it burned worked down. Out. It, wor- it was good for the scene. It was. It worked well for the movie. A backstory uh, of watching Blacklist, and I asked Brandon if he watched Blacklist. He said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." Until they get to this like hydro scene, the boiler scene, the boiler scene, and there's no way they could hand- handle that much pressure. And how would they even no, know? No, it? it was because they were turning valves and everything. He's just like, "Okay, turn that valve. Okay, no, now turn it back, and now turn that valve, and now do this, now do that." And it, okay, now we need to run because it's going to blow up within two and five minutes like no you don't fucking know any of this like he, he, he doesn't know where the the failure points are going to be on this blower or this boiler and everything like it's i it just really pissed me off it we're just, not engineers brandon i don't expect as far as the scene goes that's great uh, whatever <laughs> i don't claim to know and I wouldn't be able to do any better than he did on that. Like, I wouldn't know either. But nobody fucking would, is my point. <laughs> uh, so if you guys haven't caught on, Brain doesn't appreciate engineering scenes. Mark doesn't appreciate no, law, I appreciate law scenes. They, I think, I, I, I'll speak for Mark as well. I appreciate an engineering scene if it's done accurately. Mark will appreciate a lawyer scene if it's done accurately. But when they completely phone it in, they're just like, if it's 100% somebody has never touched a crescent wrench before. And actually, sorry, not a crescent wrench because that's a, that's actual, it's a brand. It's, a, it's actually called an adjustable <laughs> wrench. So I apologize for calling it a crescent <laughs> wrench. Anybody that's not touched an, an adjustable wrench before shouldn't be writing a scene about boilers and stuff like that is my main point yeah house grace anatomy whatever is not also very accurate Anyways. that's fair Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so we did skip over a big part after the house fight he actually doesn't get out of there safe he gets taken into the trunk of a, of a oh, car yeah. yeah we did and yeah. he's handcuffed and uh he breaks his thumb to get out of the handcuffs, or which, at least at least dislocates it. And which I want to say that comes up in action movies so often. They they seem to do it very easily, and I don't know how the fuck they do it. But yeah, I don't know if I could do it to myself, or if I want to do it to myself. Especially, it seems like they do it to their shooting hand very often. And, like, I don't think it seems, like, very accurate to do that. He did it so matter-of-factly, like, without a thought. He's just like, okay, this is my situation. This is step one. Boom. Thumb is out. I'm out of the cuffs. I look. Okay, we're on the highway. Now I grab this giant-ass fire extinguisher. Like... (laughs) I get that some cars have fire extinguishers, but how many really do? And this one, this isn't a little car fire extinguisher. This thing is like a fucking <laughs> scuba tank. And he pops the back back seat down, floods the floods the cab with the fire extinguisher gas, and makes him crash the car. Everybody dies in the car except for him somehow. Whatever. And yeah, that was my main point for that. <laughs> 
He uh, does have a really funny scene, like we talked about before, like when he's finally explaining what he does to the guy that's like crushing underneath the car mm-hmm. and about to die. He's like, Who are you? <laughs> he's like, Well, I'm an auditor. This is what I do. And he's like, I've never seen a black Russian before. Huh. Yeah, then, I get that a lot. <laughs> and then that guy died. That's his last, last line. So, um, flash forward to. Um, the I guess, montage scene of Hutch making his shop like Home Alone. Yeah, well, Hutch goes to a show of Yulian's, and then he has like Claymore sitting right there, and then they commence to a a chase scene, and then yeah, because they were stupid enough to bring guns to a Claymore fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have to say, like they were like ten people standing around that. Duck down. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like why? Not even duck down. Like if like you just just get like twenty feet away from him, get behind a bar or something, and then pop him. Like shoot him. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's a plot hole. Julian. Julian tells him all to get out. He gives him an ultimatum. Basically says, "You came to my house. I burned down the hob shack," and then says, "Okay, it's your choice." He goes out and gets in his car and has his fingers crossed, which I want to know what you thought when he's sitting there with his fingers crossed. Like, is he hoping that they come out? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because you, like, when he, when he's, he's got his fingers crossed and he's looking in the mirror, he sees the door open and he gets a smile on his face. Okay. All right. He's like, which he does. And it just like, it was like, just like the bus scene. And he says, some people say God doesn't close the door without opening another and please God open this door and he's talking about the bus door to let the five Russians on so he can kick their ass right <laughs> so uh, a small chase scene ensues but then he has like a badass like he gets trapped in an alley and then he pulls off like one of the most badass like you're trapped with like ten guys around you and whatever he like lays the seat back Breaks off the the rear mirror, like yeah. holds it up, crashes it into Yulian. Like it's it was just like a fucking. I was like, okay, I don't know if you ever done that before, but geez, that worked. Me, yeah, I've done that once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> so then the big fight scene at the fabricating factory. Um, he gets there. He doesn't know. Oh, we skipped over the the dad scene. Yeah, so the the dad, Davey, which is Christopher Lloyd, he's in a nursing home, and he's always watching Western, like, shooters and stuff like that. So these couple Russian mob mob guys go to just, like, kill him, but um, Hutch had given, a, given him a heads up. He's just like, hey, Dad, that thing I had to do, well, it escalated. Just beware. So... His dad's apparently a big shotgun guy. He he just has a double barrel shotgun underneath his blanket. He pretends he's asleep. The guys go to shoot him. He opens his eyes and surprises him with a shotgun to the gut. And then the other guy, well, no, oh, this is pretty cool actually. Yeah. He yeah. grabs a revolver, puts his finger be- between the hammer and the yeah. and the gun so it doesn't fire at him. Shoots him. Then he shoots the other guy with the other barrel and. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was that was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, 
then uh, Hutch goes to the fabricating factory and, you know, carnage ensues, but then he finds out that his, his uh, adopted brother is there, and then his dad's there. And, With, and his dad's got like four shotguns hanging off him. Shotguns, huh? <laughs> He's like, you brought a lot of shotguns. He's like, you brought a lot of Russians. <laughs> it actually pissed me off like when he walks out the front door when they're all shooting with ARs. And he's just sitting there with with a long long barrel shotgun. Just like, poof. Yeah. Poof, yeah. Poof. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, That's your cover? And I, there's, there's rounds going off around him. And, I was also a little skeptical of... So, you know, Hutch, he booby traps his, his shop, like all kinds of stuff. Does he, is he so predictable that he does all, like the, all the same traps all the time that his dad and his brother would know what to look for? Yeah, or, I think like, that was skipped over. They didn't go over what they, everyone was involved in, and they didn't talk the, about what he had set up. Or, yeah, the two of them just show up at his shop and know what to avoid and do all of this stuff. He's like, ah, okay, whatever. And then at one point, he hit his brother sees that the stapler is what he needs to hit to make the guy fly out the window. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't anything he set up. That was Hutch. So maybe they maybe they all I'm I'm maybe the three of them set up all these traps and so he knew what to look for and everything. So I, I'll give them the benefit well, of the doubt. And we'll go there. Let's just cuz it made pretty, for a pretty cool scene. It did. Um it did. Um <laughs> Uh, the brother has a pretty sweet scene in the hallway. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, if I, I, I'm good with shotguns. I'm okay with handguns, rifles. I'm not okay with. And he picks off like two different people with like through a scope on a, on a sniper or a rifle or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets in close combat with somebody and <laughs> he, if I can, Jabs him in the guy's throat, shoots him, twists off the silencer, and then he throws it over his shoulder, shoots a guy, and then walks down the hallway, and then looks down the barrel and fucking shoots three guys in the head. This is like the perfect... I thought of Halo. I did I too. Halo. Look at my notes. It's like, what are we in? Fucking Halo? <laughs> Triple kill? Like, like the guy's just like come in a perfect alignment, and he shoots three guys in the head yep. with one shot. It was so... It was... Like, if you're talking about badass, that was pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. The Grandpa's Davies pretty amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Badass. But also, he's moving at, like, a snail's pace. I don't understand how he just makes it through an open workshop, just, like, walking through whatever. Yeah. But... I, I think this is probably Christopher Christopher Lloyd's last action movie. I'm not saying he's not going to make another movie, but I don't see him making another action movie. Although they did kind of hint at a sequel to this movie, so I might yeah. be wrong. Make me make me a liar, Christopher Lloyd. I love you. They have they have an awesome like they're all just killing people and killing people. Well, his, his uh, Davy says at one point like I I gotta say I've missed this shit. Yeah, <laughs> he like. Walks out and they like all walk into the middle of the room and just kill everybody basically aside from Yuli. Yeah, well, another like little part that I really liked the uh, grenade in the in the machine press. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was just like it was a creative use of it and everything. I just thought that was a, I you never seen that before. Nobody's seen right. that before. Like right. that was just like kind of a fun thing to do. 
if we're going to criticize stuff, um, the mouse traps with the shotgun shells. I was I was going to ask you. That's not. That's like because the because especially because it's got plastic walls. Like the bullet isn't going to project forward, right? It's just going to explode. It's not necessarily going to go forward, right? No, it, it's hitting the primer. Yeah. And so it's going to project whatever way it goes, it's pointed. But okay. where they, they're flat, they seem flat on the wall uh-huh. when you set it up. So, I don't know. He probably had, all right, again. It might work, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It might know. work, maybe. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was wondering about that because that seemed a little... I'm not going to try this science experiment and prove them wrong, but I was like, oh, I'm curious. Maybe Mythbusters. How's this fight scene end? Uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know what that gla- like bulletproof glass shield thing that he had just lying around. Like, yeah. That's not a machine shop thing. Like, Where did he get that? Um, I mean, it made for a pretty awesome kill scene. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he tapes, tapes the claymore, and he's like, Sometimes, well, everybody dies sometimes, and he tapes the claymore, and he just like charges at the at Julian with the claymore and the pin strapped in his teeth, and yeah, it was like it's a lot longer wire than the than he yeah, had at the yeah, at the restaurant because it was able but to wrap there. all the way around. Apparently, the it was there. Yep, uh, he just added the extension cord to it, so. <laughs> But yeah, that that was pretty cool, and yeah, Julian is just fucked because the blade claymore blows up right in his face. Um, and then basically, Hutch says, "I'll take care of this. You guys go off on your own." Yeah, because they heard the police cars, and they get it like as he's being interrogated as the as the movie opens up. Um, well, he finds the kitten. For his daughter. He does. And then he's sitting there and he's, I don't know, he's just hanging out and like smoking, starts smoking a cigarette and the two officers, the detectives that were sitting there just like, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to get out of this. And they get to, they both get phone calls and he gets let off. And yeah. That's cool, I guess. Yep. And then he's, Means uh, he's a badass. Yep. And he had called his wife. He's like, Hey, if you give me one more chance, I promise I'll try and make it work this time. So they're buying a house, and the realtor, it's a nice house, whatever. The realtor it gets a call on her phone. She's like, hey, uh, this is for you. And she hands the phone to Hutch, and you don't hear any words. You just see him say, um, so does this place have a, and then the wife finishes the sentence for him. A basement and it's kind of a hint at him needing to set up another safe room leading up to a sequel and like I said there's a credit scene um, I don't know if you saw the credit scene or not but yeah. you did yeah so you saw the, so the brother and the dad are riding in the RV and this this was kind of annoying to me too um, like it just it just feels fake like but so they're riding in the RV and the dad's complaining. He's like, oh, we have to drive all this distance, blah, blah, blah. Why can't we fly? And then the brother's like, well, how are we going to fly with all this cargo? And then the dad turns around like he didn't know that it was all there before. Right. And there's just like 50 
50 plus guns in the in the cargo of this RV. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. You're doing it for the movie for the audience, but. <laughs> It just doesn't feel genuine. It, it, like it just takes me out of the moment. Like this is maybe it's just me. I don't know, but shit like that pisses me off. <laughs> it didn't bother me because I want to see another one. I do too, but just I didn't like how that scene was set up. Yeah. Um, but then there was the bonus scene. I, I mentioned that already, right? Where with the uh, yeah, I, I mentioned that with the the father-in-law. Um, he was looking for uh, the info on Hutch and everything, and yeah, so. So yeah, I think it was a pretty good movie. Like, uh, again, after watching it the first time, I thought it was a little bit slow. Watching it the second time now, I thought it was pretty great. Um, I like the badass movies, like the slow play, and uh, I, 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 it was good to see Bob Odenkirk in a different role. I think he did it well. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Um, overall, I like the movie. I know I had some complaints. I don't want that to come off as I didn't like the movie, because I really did, and I love Bob. Um, and I know Bob is getting over um, a heart attack right now, so I hope, I wish you the best, Bob. Get healthy. Um, but um, the movie itself, yeah, I, 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 would, I would look forward to a second one. I hope they... I hope they make... I hope they clean up the writing a little bit, like the dialogue and everything. The action scenes were top-notch. Um, the dialogue and everything, some of that kind of took me out of it, but overall, I, I did enjoy the movie. I don't think they do... I think this going to be one of those movies, though, that if they do a second one, it's not going to be great. Probably not. Yeah, like it's not yeah. going to be as good as the first one, because yeah. they don't have to set up. True. But... I'll still watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it too. I mean, fucking make ten of them like uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. So wait, we got to hear what Mark. Oh, Mark, Mark, oh. Mark. Oh. Okay. Never mind. Uh, okay. He, he, right. he, he doesn't want to say you anything. Don't, you don't want. Okay. That's pretty rude, Mark. Whatever. That's very unlike Mark not to want to say something. Okay. That is very yeah, very unlike Mark. Maybe okay. he's turned over a new leaf. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love you, too. <laughs> um, so, quick question of the day. Uh, yeah. What's one of the most dramatic death scenes that you've ever seen in a movie? I believe he says most epic death. Most epic death. Yeah. To be specific. Okay. All right. Um, and we're, Mark texted it to us. We're just now looking at the text. So let me read it so you can think about it. Yeah. I, yeah. And if you have an answer, go ahead. Cause I, I don't know. So Leonidas and 300, which, how do we leave 300 off of this? Oh, list? so we have to choose between these two? No. Oh, this no, is Mark's this, choice. No, this is my question. This is Mark's answer. Oh, you had the quick question. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, most epic death is Leonidas and 300, most satisfying death, fucking Thanos, 
in Endgame when he gets his purple nutsack head chopped off by Thor. Fair, yeah. Oh, so you came up with the quick. I missed that. So yeah. the question is, what's the most epic death? Epic death. Huh. Yeah, Mark. Mark really stole one of the best ones. That wouldn't have been my choice because that those don't come to the top of my head, but those are good choices. Um, All right, open up to. I'm gonna like. <laughs> I'm gonna please myself with this. Um, with. Uh, what's his name? King Joffrey dying. Oh. That's one of the that, best deaths. Yeah. Ever. Okay. So I mean, I'm just going on the same series, lines. As series you. or. Well, Ramsey Bolton is also a great one. I feel like we're we're going off of it if we both go. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll take the easy way out here. Uh, all right, Voldemort. Yeah. Voldemort dies. Yeah, Voldemort dies. Okay, Harry. Harry dies. Harry dies. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Is that satisfying? Yeah, you know, because he comes back. <laughs> I'm not a Voldemort sympathist. So I'm a. <laughs> no, I, I, I those okay. are those are kind of top of my mind. Yeah. All right, sure, I want. I, I will go with any of the deaths in Hateful Eight. Those are so satisfying. Oh, yeah. Because you hate all those people, given it's called the Hateful Eight, but um, all the people, especially like the splatter head scene, oh, I forget what character it is, but... Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it's good. Quentin Tarantino does that a lot, like with the uh, Pulp Fiction car scene, the splattered head. Yeah. He does a good job of it. He does. Which, speaking of Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, he likes feet. Uh, does he? He's a foot guy. Well, okay. Yeah, just a fun fact. Next so. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Next so I've movie. Heard it allegedly. Next movie chosen by myself is going to be Dusk Till Dawn. Was that a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah, I didn't. He's know in the that. movie. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. I've only seen oh, it yeah. once. It's been a bit. Oh, it's it's gonna be good. There's gonna be a it's, lot of comments vampires, about it. right? Yeah, but we gotta oh. find a Nosferatu beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's the season for it, but I'm gonna try. Um, I can't really come up with the top five for right now. We'll figure it out. Maybe top living that's undead. Movie movies. So like zombie vampire Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. The happening. That's kind of like my thing. Yeah. So, all right. Dust of dawn. Get ready for it. This has been. I want. I want to do my best. Mark. Uh, Wait. Are we done? Yeah. What else do I talk about? I don't know. What are you watching? Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like we're missing something here. I just started watching Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know I'm very late to the party. Have you ever seen it? 
I watched the first season. Did you? Okay. Yeah. What'd you think? You. Yeah. You did. I, no, I. I didn't stop watching it. It's more of like my kind of show, but not kind of Cole's kind of show. Okay, that's fair. By really like Seinfeld, so. Yeah, like, I just the writing in it is done so well. It, it like, the fir- I've only seen the first two episodes so far, but I, I like I just <laughs> I I'm just uh, really looking forward to continuing it because you can tell that every episode, Larry David is just gonna be in a he's just gonna put himself. Under his own, like, his own making, but he's going to put himself in a shitty situation because of a little stupid lie or just, like, anything like that. Like, I just love the scene of him watching, what, is it Neil Diamond or whatever? Right. By, by, like, alone with the, 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 the one woman's white, or, uh, mom that he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he was, I don't know, it, it's, it's very funny. And I also just watched, uh, Mall Rats for the first time. Have you seen that? I don't know what that is. It's a Kevin uh, Kevin Smith movie. Uh, so I think it was the the birth of Jay and Silent Bob. I think it was the first movie that they were in. So is that old? Or is oh it yeah, it's like ninety three or something like that, or, or ninety one maybe. Um, the acting is so so, but um, but it, I mean it the it, it was a very low budget movie you could tell, but it had. Uh, um, the uh, oh my gosh, he's in a the accountant, the main guy. I know it's Ben a, Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. So he's in it. He's a he's the asshole. Like he is in. <laughs> he's basically the same character he is in uh, Days and Confused. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good fucking movie. I'm really glad I watched it, and I think you'd enjoy it. Like, and it's just, okay. it's just very goofy. It's funny. Like, it, um, okay. What have you been watching? Um, well, I've been watching, um, Finnish All-American, not a great ending to to the season, um, so I talked about it last time, but whatever, um, I listened to, um, The Art of War by Senshu, and now I'm the crummy for listening, I got you. I figure out how to deal with war. Um, <laughs> um, Perfect. Yeah, I think I think that's about all. I think that's about all. Okay. Oh, and um, what's a what's a series uh, on HBO with the football players? Uh, Little Giants. Yeah, no. <laughs> hard knocks. Hard knocks. <laughs> I watched all of hard knocks last night. Yeah, I just watched. Not that. super excited about it, but dude, we're all football fans. So, uh, what's what's Stephon Diggs's cousin's name or brother? Trevion? Is it Trevion Diggs? Yeah. So his son, fucking cute kid. Yeah. Very funny Adorable. kid. Yeah. Adorable. Very funny kid. Like. He, he stole he stole that whole episode seriously <laughs> <laughs> um oh yeah and we watched uh the watch did you yeah oh sorry you're not here mark but uh 
do I I'll save that for the next episode, or do you want to talk about it now? Let's talk. I don't about, think it, I don't it. think it needs much talking about. You're right. So uh, did so, you? Get, so you went into it blind, right? Like not knowing anything about it. You or guys did? said it was very funny, and with the actors that are in it, um, I was pretty excited about it, and how much you guys hyped it up, and I did not expect the turn that happened. That's that was their point. That's why we wanted you to go into it because that. Uh, Okay, spoiler alert right now for people who have not seen the watch. Once. This is all we're gonna watch this is all we're gonna talk about for the rest of the episode. So if you haven't seen it and you wanna see it and, and you wanna you wanna experience this twist or whatever, one go two, ahead and three. stop listening now. <laughs> one, two, three, yeah. So yeah. Aliens? Like fuck. I had no idea that it because it starts out with such a normal movie, right? Oh, it does, <laughs> and that's I think that's what's so funny about it. And I think that they let them um, just riff on like multiple scenes, like they Probably. just let them go. And I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funnier than Nicole did. Um, I think that bros would probably find it funnier than the females will, but. Um, still watch it. Like it's it's still funny. Like it, it's, it's, the orgy scene. Like it was I it was very funny. The orgy scene. That's how he introduced himself to the. Well, he gets invited to the neighbor's house. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so, been a while, and I watched. I'm remembering where I watched it too. I think my sisters and I were all home with my parents, and like we were just trying to. Well, find that's a movie. weird. Yeah, <laughs> we were trying to find a movie to watch, and this, this, like you mentioning that scene is reminding me of the awkwardness <laughs> of watching with my two younger sisters and my mom and dad. But <laughs> uh, well, I will say, I mean, it's. It, it, I laughed out loud three or four times, but it's. It's like there were times I was like laughing. I looked over Nicole and she's like straight faced. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. It's not not for everybody, but yeah. um, But yeah, dust were done. Well, I'm glad that you finally, excuse me, watched the watch because now we can talk about it freely. Yeah, because that's all we're going to talk about from now on. We didn't bring up Tom Hanks in in any way. No, I guess. A badass. You just now did, but that's all um, we need to do. We talked about him. Saving Private Ryan. I hate me. He's pretty much a badass there. Yeah. He's uh, also a badass in Castaway. Um, just fucking surviving on an island by yourself. Creating a volleyball friend with blood. <laughs> using your hand. Like That's pretty badass, too. Marrying a, na- a woman named Rita Wilson after you've created a character that's after you shout Wilson into the ocean because you lose your best friend and then he finds Rita Wilson who he marries and loves like that's pretty badass. Or I feel like we're skipping over uh, Forrest Gump. Also, the Forrest Gump. Yeah, he's badass. <laughs> saves Bubba like from the forest. Saves Lieutenant Dan. He doesn't save Bubba. He tries to save Bubba. Fuck. Uh, well, sorry to bring it down, but... It's this- still pretty badass. <laughs> he gets shot in the butt. It was like a, something jumped up and bit him. <laughs> Do you want to see it, Mr. President? <laughs> All right. 
That has been Brandon. Flashing his butthole to the president. That's pretty badass. <laughs> Again, that's been Brandon. <laughs> that's been Austin. And we've been the movie buffoons. Roll of credits. <laughs> 